In a world full of distractions, there is one big question on every dog owner's lips. How do I become more than just the person holding the other end of the leash? We all get dogs of a dream in mind, a vision of the future. And if right now your everyday reality isn't quite that picture you had in mind, you are in the right place. It really doesn't have to be this way. You absolutely can and will be more to your dog than just the person who gets in between them and the world. The key is you need to be more sexy. More sexy than the neighbourhood cats. More sexy than the jogger in the park. More sexy than that half-eaten hamburger they just found on the floor. And yes, even more sexy than the dog across the road. I'm Tom. And I'm Lauren. Together Together we're we're Absolute Dogs. Dogs. And you're listening to the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. And welcome to the Sexy Than a Squirrel podcast, the podcast that gives you real life dog training results. And today we're going to be talking the come down or the post cruffs. Or the, the level up. Level up. <laughs> I have to say, there's a bit of a come down, like seriously. And it's a bit of a lesson, right, Tom? Like it's a, it's a level up lesson. Yes. Now, Cruffs, the let's just give everyone a bit of an intro in case yes. you haven't heard of the dog show Cruffs. C R I forget. I actually forget S. that people don't know what Cruffs, Cruffs. is because I've said it to a few people and they've like what looked at Cruffs? me in a blank way and then I've had to explain. What is Cruffs? Because Cruffs is possibly one of the biggest dog shows, possibly the biggest dog show in the world. Mm-hmm. Over 22,000 dogs wow. walked through Cruffs' door. Mm. They, they, they can count exactly. Each and every one of them. You did. You, you, you spotted <laughs> and acknowledged and and gave them a little head nod. Yeah. You know what, 22 plus thousand dogs uh, head to Birmingham NEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, 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 big event. And they yeah. will be there for showing. They'll be there for agility, obedience, heel work to music, gun dog trials, showing uh, showing off their breed. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's good Citizens Dog Awards. It's a kennel club event. So it's one of the biggest UK um, bodies in uh, basically showing dogs off mm-hmm. and showcasing them <laughs> to their best, right? Like it's showing what dogs can do yes absolutely and so um it's a you know a really we, we get really excited about this event for a few different reasons first of all because lauren's competing which we'll fill you in on in a second um secondly um because it's an opportunity to actually spread the word about games-based dog training and help people with their struggles and thirdly because we get to meet all of the game changers that actually come over to birmingham and come and say hey and we actually get to put faces to names which is really exciting Now, I have to say, as an event, it's pretty darn big, right? Like, it's big. It's televised. We get to meet the lovely... Go on, Tom. You you say it. You say it. What's her name? Claire Balding. Yeah. Do you see the way he says it? His eyes get all soft. (laughs) And Claire Balding and I are are great friends. Uh, I've met many times. Tom, you you just need to tell everyone about Claire and the missed opportunity. Because there was a missed opportunity. We were so sad. It's not like a running joke because... um, (laughs) Because uh, she, she visited the stand the first year that we were at Crafts and, and, um, and asked to speak to me. I was, I, I don't know, I was probably eating or something. Um, and, um, and unfortunately, I was not there. Unfortunately, I missed my opportunity to meet her and talk to her about all things dogs. And unfortunately... It has never happened again. It's never happened again. And, and instead, every year, I've somehow managed to like happen upon uh, Claire, whether that's um, uh, coming out of the main arena, whether it's her asking me a question about one of the dogs. So it's now like a running, yeah. standing joke. So Claire, I have pictures. Claire, if you're listening, we need to catch up. 
I'm ready for that conversation. Long overdue. Long overdue yeah. conversation. Just get in touch. We'll make it happen. I'm, I'm still shouting out for Zach. I'm, I'm going for Zach George. I'm, I'm, we're right. we're going to do a podcast. Um, anyway. Yes. So let's start with, should we start with competing? And, and yeah, I think you're, sure. you are way more qualified to fill everybody in on actually what was involved and, um, and what were the, the successes. So the competition <laughs> at Crufts is, I think a lot of people would see it as, um, for sure, a nice event. Like you watch and it's a nice event. But actually, leading up to Crufts, there's a huge qualification process. Mm. And I think the qualification process, we were talking about this yesterday with, with your diary and my diary and, mm. and you trying to get to some, some events yeah. with Mason, your horse. Yeah. And there's huge prep in getting mm. to Crufts and there's qualifications, there's points like cumulative points collection systems where uh, Classic, for example, had to collect points to be able to qualify for one of her events. It's the first time I'd qualified for it. And so that was purely on points collection. Mm. And then there was another event where you have to win a championship ticket somewhere in the country. Uh, and there's only one dog that can win that ticket on the day. Uh, and we managed to win four of them this year. Yeah. So uh, we managed to, to go to an, another event. And, uh, and just to just to put everybody in, in the picture on that how far might you have to drive oh to go to one of those events yeah I think the furthest was well probably the furthest in driving would be the very tip of Scotland yeah but and we're, we're obviously in Devon for mm. those people that don't know where we live we Tom and I both live in um, in Devon at Oakhampton so kind of almost Cornish border and then Northern Ireland would be the other yeah. so Northern Ireland although it's maybe not as far to drive because you sit on a ferry mm. for a good part of it uh, it's a big old journey yeah. so yeah you definitely you're right Tom and one of them I did win in, in Northern Ireland and one of them I did win in um, Scotland and then we also made won the in, it made the drive worth it it's slightly better to come home with a ticket yeah. I have to say so so no definitely the, the competition you do travel a long mm. way to qualify uh, qualification only one dog can win mm. so it's not like 10 dogs can win yeah. that qualification only one dog can win and you do need to win overall on the day to be able to take the championship ticket home so it's, wow. it is a cool it's a cool deal yeah. and Crufts when you actually get there you've done all the hard work to get there so actually, you do need to level up again mm. to remember that you actually need to start again almost at the event and, yeah. and push a bit harder. And uh, the Friday was an amazing mm. event. We won the jumping round. That was Classic and I. Uh, Classic has asked to do her own podcast, mm. by the way. She's she's yeah. actually put herself In out there. In fact, here she is. That's the sound of her people. That is classic for you. And uh, she literally makes the sound. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in fact, I couldn't make her be quiet when uh, the, the commentator was, was talking. I was trying really hard. I was like, class, really? She had a lot to say in, in the Crufts Arena, Tom. So yeah, she won the jumping. She won the agility. She won the overall. It felt like a pretty cool day. Yeah. It was a pretty cool yeah. day. It's, it is a really cool day to win all three. Uh, the Saturday, Eliza competed. Eliza, for those of you that don't know, she's my 11-year-old daughter. And uh, she came out saying she was going to win. Mm. She was going to win. Having not watched anybody else's run. And she was like, yep, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to win. She didn't we even think, like, Tom. No, she didn't she even think. Like, she was like, I am going like, to I'm, win. I'm top three, possibly going to win. And we were like, oh, you know, it's, but, you know, how much fun did you have? Like, you know, I'm it's brilliant. Win. She was like, yep, yeah, I'm already missing the adrenaline. And we were like, brilliant. <laughs> well, you know, that that's a great takeaway, if nothing else. And then she did win. Yeah. So, so we, we were actually proven We We wrong. had to level up there. <laughs> so. Our optimism. It was yeah. guarding her optimism. But in doing that, we were actually a bit pessimistic. We were very pessimistic <laughs> compared to her absolute, like, 
like she was intentional she was sure she was clear she was winning yeah. so Eliza had a great day Eliza won uh, and proudly presented her um, herself to the absolute dog stand mm. with she was like I'm here for my photo opportunity yeah. <laughs> she was she yeah. was so game on she was so yeah. ready and then Sunday we were in the main arena we managed to uh, be in the main arena we had we had multi runs which was a lot of fun and hit training mm-hmm. in itself and then uh, made the final which is always a really cool thing and then blink ran around a tunnel which is a great leveller mm-hmm. uh, because we definitely did not go out it's not really and, and in her clear. repertoire either no, like it wasn't the tunnel, <laughs> it wasn't around the tunnel and it was on the home line you know what the coolest thing is and, and someone asked me yesterday when we were doing one of our calls to our pro dog trainer group mm-hmm. um, someone asked me yesterday uh, how does it feel to step out on the main arena and on that sort of green carpet how does it feel and, and what's it about for me it's a privilege mm. we're really lucky to be out there with our dogs I'm standing out there with a nine-year-old dog mm. and a nine-year-old dog you kind of never know when your last run comes mm. you just don't know when maybe they don't feel the same or maybe they don't maybe they're not up for it or mm. maybe there's um, something in their health happens or you just don't know when you're working out there with a nine-year-old yeah. dog blink is 10 in june i feel hugely grateful to have a really healthy working dog i think mm-hmm. it's hugely down to she's on all her aok9 supplements she's kept very fit through our programs she's been a brilliant sort of showcase of what absolute dogs do for yeah. um, her whole career and so for me when I'm out there, I'm really proud. Mm. And I'm not, it's weird, I don't feel too nervous, Tom. I just feel mm. very privileged. And mm. I think that's really cool. So Classic, yeah. uh, Blink, Venture and Cruise uh, were all out there on, on the green carpet. The sparkle, the fun, the commentators, the screaming dogs. Yeah. There's also lots of dog stuff to handle around the back behind the scenes. Like you're managing dog-dog interaction. You're managing naughty but nice dogs. You're managing how close you are to yes. other dogs. Like there's a lot of things there's to handle, right? There's, there, there's a lot all the time, yes. isn't it, with Crufts? And so I don't think, I think we, we should probably say here, Tom, I don't think it's in dog's interest to be at Crufts. I no, think and in actually, fact, I want to, yeah, absolutely. Because I want to pick up on something that was actually something that one of the commentators said about Classic. And that was that, you know, I, it, it, I can't remember the exact comment but it was something along the lines of um, this breed are very difficult to train but when you get a good one then it's easy or something like that and it was just like totally the opposite of what is reality um, in the actually classic where she was and what she was showcasing was not because of natural tendencies or or natural skills or natural ability. ability right it was actually that's something that was grown over time and even down to the optimism that's needed that to be around that environment and then in that arena, that is something that is grown through, well, all of you guys listening know, games, right? And so I think it's something that, um, you know, we, when I heard it, I was like, oh no, oh no, no, this is not the take-home message. The line was, Tom, <laughs> and I, I, one of the game changers flagged it in the group, it was, um, this breed are not known to be easy and this breed are, are rising in popularity, but certainly not an easy breed. They're not a, a straightforward breed, but when you get a good one, like this <laughs> when you get a good one like this you know what you're doing well like you you, you can get the so odd you good one lucky. like her and you're i am actually lucky. very lucky to have a dog like classic and of course like tom and i uh, we always see ability in our dogs mm. we always see potential in our dogs at the same time for that potential to be realized they need yeah. to be grown in the right direction and i think the thing you said there tom the the thing that probably really hits home for me is actually uh, walking classic into the arena on the saturday I brought her into the trade stand, yeah, so yeah. where we, effectively yeah. all the traders are yeah. um, and all the stands. And I went straight to our um, absolute dogs mm. um, area, an, an AOK9 area, where we were talking to clients and meeting new customers, meeting all of you guys, which is an amazing place to be. Mm. But she didn't want to come in mm. and she tried to pull backwards. And so what I did was I gave it to Matt and he took mm. her back home again. Mm. And I think that just allows you to realize that, no, it's not natural. Mm. This is not innate 
talent. This yeah. is not raw ability to cope with these yeah. environments. This is not an optimist, yeah. naturally. It's grown and then it's protected. And that's exactly. the key. Like the growing had happened and then it's like, oh, we see that moment and therefore this is an opportunity to protect what we've got. And I think it's it's really important that we highlight when people see um, little dogs like ours mm. behaving in environments like that and go, wow, I wish my dog could do that. Mm. Um, or what a lovely dog that is to be able to mm. handle that of course there are some dogs that will handle that better than others mm. and at the same time if your dog doesn't handle it or you're, you see our dogs mm. handling it know that that's been grown in them yeah. it, it's not something they were born they with and know. it means that other people can hopefully see hope yeah. because I think if not what you, you do is you wait for a good one yeah. and actually that's not the way forward the way yeah. forward is to work on the dog we've got and, yeah. and see if we can grow um, that skill area in yeah. them so yeah really, 100%. really cool I mean you know uh, uh, ketone um, was on um, on the absolute dog stand for you know a, a lot of the four days, and and she was on her boundary. And the funny thing is about that is that you could think, oh, you know, that's you know, oh, she's an easy one. She came like that. The reality is that when she was about, I reckon, about six or seven months old, she hopped on a boundary and the boundary wobbled, and she was like, oh my goodness, this is the end of the world, absolutely terrifying. And she did not step foot on a boundary for a couple of weeks afterwards because she was like that thing it's going to kill me right and so wherever you are listening right now it's possible it's you literally anything is possible when it comes to dogs like they're the coolest creatures on the planet right they they are so adaptable somewhere in the world right now there will be a, you know a, a big german shepherd taking down a criminal um, and equally somewhere on the planet right now there will be a chihuahua living in a handbag and so you know we've got a lot of options <laughs> there are, there's variety there now i think tommy should tackle some of the working um, um, sort of things that you get to see at events mm. like crafts because I think these are things that people would like to train their dogs maybe one of the things that I watched I really enjoyed watching um, was uh, a friend of ours performing in Heel Work to Music mm. that was just lovely in fact she's she's done a podcast with us mm. uh, so you can check out um, her podcast that was Lorna's podcast um, and so uh, I loved watching uh, their grace their elegance it's certainly something I will never ever do uh, I just don't see myself ever doing Heel Work to Music I because know. I have no natural rhythm I think I'll go some marathas. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I loved watching it. You know, I loved watching the precision, the patience that yeah. they had. I loved watching the tricks. I loved watching uh, the uh, beautiful heel work. And some people might say, oh, that's natural in a dog. You know what? They work really hard yeah. to grow all of those um, skills in there. Yeah. So so beautiful to watch the heel work to music. Um, I don't know if you managed to catch some of the obedience. The mm. obedience was yeah. really, really cool. Really um, the brilliant. fly ball, I don't think you'd miss the fly ball. No. Or hit, very loud. Yeah, very. You definitely hear it. Very loud. And, and also, you know, the other side of it that was, you know, a big takeaway for us was actually how many inspirational stories and journeys there wow. are, like small and big, right? You know, ones where they like blow you away and you're like, wow, this, you know, this is a story. And then equally, you know, acknowledging each and every person there that came like asking for advice um, and saying, look, I've seen like 10 trainers and, you know, 10 behaviorists and I still believe that there's hope for my dog. Like that in itself is inspiration. I have to say right? one of the people that came up to chat to us, um, Tom, I don't know if he's listening and a real shout out for years. Um, he uh, was, uh, he had his green fleece on, yes. his green fleece on, yeah. very, very traditional dog trainer. Mm. And he came over and he said, so, he said, I've joined Pro Dog Trainer. And he said, I've taught for, I think he said 30, 40 mm. years. He thinks yeah, he yeah. taught for a long time. Yeah. And he said, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. And I'm loving Pro he Dog Trainer. He has a lovely boxer, if he's listening he's and thinking, is this me? Yeah, yeah, he's got a boxer. <laughs> and he showed us his boxer. And his boxer was beautiful. And we don't see enough boxers. So no. shout out to all the boxers out there. And he was just a great guy. Yeah. He was really open to change. 
He was open to growth. And he was, op- he was open to acknowledging. He's like, this is, you know, this is what I'm experiencing is different and I'm applying it and I'm seeing amazing results. And ultimately, you know, we're not using that as like some kind of success story of, of games and, and no. the, the methods. We're actually saying, how cool is it that somebody who has been, you know, 30, training 40 for 40 years is still thinking, I'm not done. I want to I've grow. got stuff to learn. I, you know, we can level up, right? Oh, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. It was brilliant to hear him. It was brilliant to to see his level of just renewed enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah. And what a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, massive shout out mm. to people Ooh. that are out there growing, learning, taking that next step. Yeah. And a, a, another um, story of a, of a, you know, a new pro dog trainer in the world that I thought was really good. I, and I, I'm terrible with names, but I think your name is Jack. So Jack, if you're listening, this is, this is about you. Um, how um, you, you did a, a, a course on becoming a professional dog trainer with a different organization and things were said in that and you were told to do things in that where you were like, that doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't sit right. I'm not comfortable doing it. And you actually stepped out of that and you stepped into pro dog trainer and you're like, this does resonate with me. And I think sometimes when people are saying, hey, I'm the expert and this is what you're meant to do, it takes real strength to actually say, I, I appreciate that you're saying you're an expert and equally, I don't think this is for me. I don't think this this does not sit with, you know, how I want to, you know, be in the world or live or how I want to treat animals. And and so big shout out. Well done, Jack. I like that. And and I think we met so many brilliant people over over the days, like mm. so many brilliant people, so many dogs, uh, so many lovely, like you said, Tom journeys. Mm. Uh, and so if you did come and say hi to us at Crufts, uh, the biggest dog show in the world, uh, thank you for coming. To, to see us. If you wanted to check out some of the videos from Crufts, you can see them on our Facebook page for sure. I'm sure they're on there. They're probably yeah, on TikTok as well. Probably on TikTok. They are on TikTok. I've yep. just got a nod. Yeah, you've got a nod. Mm. So they are definitely on our Facebook page. They're definitely on TikTok. Mm. So you can look at some of the videos. Uh, most of all, uh, maybe even put the dates in the diary for next year yeah. because uh, honestly, a really, a really cool space to be. And um, dog lovers, dog owners uh, congregate mm. from all over the world. Go on. What would be some of your favourite bits then, Tom? Like if you were to pick favourite Favourite moments. moments. I would say favourite moments would be... um, First favourite moment would be little ketone and, you know, taking a moment to think... She doesn't go to dog shows. She doesn't go to, you know, big events like this. And she shows up and literally as she's walk, as we're walking into Crufts, it's almost like she's like, ah, oh, we're here. We do this every year. I'm here. And then she like is on her boundary. So many distractions, so much noise going on, so much chaos. And she's cool with it. And it's not because it's purely because she's got the skills, she's got the concepts and she just applies them to that situation. It was just like a moment of being like, ah, games-based dog training. Got it, it really works. <laughs> right? um, the second one um, would be, I think would be just hearing all those stories that we've talked about and actually getting to meet you all. Um, and you are all so inspirational in different ways. Like uh, it's so cool. And then probably third one is actually you know, often people will come to see us and speak to us because they see everybody else seeing us and speaking to us. And they're like, oh, you know, I've not got a clue who these guys are, but, you know, apparently they're dog trainers. So I'll, you know, I'll go and ask them a dog training question. Um, and so they, they've got a lot of almost like preconceptions or misconceptions about, you know, what is, um, what, what, 
what is hope looking like in their their journey? And so you know you hear things like, oh yeah, no, it'd be this all sounds great, but my dog's five, so I don't think he's trainable now. Or this all sounds great, you know, my dog's three, I don't think there's anything that I can do. And effectively. Us, but also everybody around, all the game changers around the stand, getting the opportunity to be like, no, no, there is absolutely hope. There is stuff that we can do. There's a game for that. You're going to see amazing results. And them leaving, being like, oh, I didn't realize there was hope, and now I know there's hope, and there's something I can do about it. Like that is just uh, such a great opportunity that like, we get renewed, to do that. Renewed hope. How about you, Lauren? Beautiful. Um, Oh, so many. One probably Blink being recognised over me, Matt, Liza, yeah. anyone else. Like, I love that. You go you go anywhere and they're going, Blink, Blink. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, the little dog. Like, she literally is such a gorgeous little brown dog. And I love that our dogs and their journeys transform people's lives mm. because they... I, I, I suppose it, it goes to something bigger. It's like you have a whole team behind you. Mm. and And to hear from people that your mission helps their mission mm. or to hear that um you're like knowing them knowing what you're doing and them being behind you it's part of their journey as well and i i really love that i had a message from um, a lovely lady uh, linda uh, and she said something like basically you saved us mm. and being able to follow what you guys do saves us over and over and being part of something Lovely. bigger than themselves and yeah. I, I i think that's really really special but it probably highlighted in the pointing out it's Blink. And I just love that. I'm like, how has this little brown dog got so many people's hearts? Like, yeah, I, I really, I, I mean, she absolutely has mine a whole, wholeheartedly. And at the same time, watching her have other people's is, is really special that a dog can change people's lives like that. And then uh, the whole community that surrounds Absolute yeah. Dogs is magic. And the people, the colour, the energy. It's weird. Like, if you looked at the stand and you looked at the environment and you looked at any pictures or videos or anything else, everything else is just kind of blurred in comparison to this bright, colourful, mm. energetic, very special space. And someone said to me, it's like all of the cool energy gravitates here, all of the fun energy gravitates here, all of the, the buzz gravitates here. And I love that. I think that's yeah. really, really special. And then probably, thirdly, watching Eliza's smile, realisation of she's coming over a finish line and how cool that experience is and then realising that feeling myself, mm. getting to have that feeling. There's something very special about um, success and um, working with your dog and teamwork and relationship and doing something like that together. Mm. Is I, I personally am not someone who I feel will ever go out and compete alone. There's something about competing with an animal or doing like that teamwork with an animal it's very special and it's there's, there's not a feeling like it when it's definitely what gets me out of the sort of in the in the arena in the morning training it's definitely what gets me working hard on fitness it's that it's that togetherness there's something very special about that togetherness when you're communicating with an animal to get a cool result and the partnership pays off and it's, it's just special it's special and seeing how our dogs handled the whole thing tom whether it's the competition the stands mm. i think we should be so i mean we are both really proud of all of the absolute dogs crew and all of the absolute dogs dogs yeah uh, just smashing it like yeah. it's so much and fun and that you know that that's probably a, another thing to add that's that's a joint kind of favorite moment and win that we both had is actually the the team on the wow. absolute dog stand absolutely rocked smashed it, it. so it was like it. they brought the and energy culture like literally culturally we had we had people there from all over the world yeah, yeah. on our stand mm. out there like had flown in to be with us yeah. as part of like what a privilege what yeah. a pleasure what a 
a massive um, yeah appreciation for a team. So yeah. so yeah, super cool stuff. I think we should high five on that note. <laughs> super cool. So guys, with that, that was this episode of the Sexier Than a Squirrel podcast. We want to see you next year at Crafts. And remember, in the meantime, stay, stay sexy. sexy.